It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I talked to someone this afternoon and said the NFL Combine can be lost like Las Vegas in the sense that you can you can approach it a hundred different ways and they can all be right, you know. And so you have to kind of find your balance of uh, what you're after, uh, how late you plan to stay out on certain nights, uh, where you're going to go to dinner. You know, there's all these things. And then, and then you get to day four, which I'm on right now, and you feel like you got to get me out of here. I'm not ready to get out of here yet because, as you mentioned, the quarterbacks will speak to the media on Friday morning. There's a stretch. Uh, of two hours tomorrow at podium four at the Indianapolis convention center, where we're going to get Jaden Daniels followed by uh, Caleb Williams, followed by Drake may followed by Malik neighbors. And then uh, after that, I think Roman Dunze is a couple podiums down. So uh, it's going to be a lively morning Friday here. And, and, and I think we're probably going to learn a lot. And I think Caleb Williams is eager um, to, to take the stage and, and, and kind of have his say, as you saw since the last time we talked, he spoke with Pete Thamel of ESPN, uh, kind of set the stage for what will come tomorrow. Um, and I think it's the first step in a, in a direction that's going to end with a union with the Chicago Bears. I've said this on the Mullion Haas show and still believe it. I, that story with Pete Thamel was probably the most significant development in the Caleb Williams saga, if you want to call it that just because he answered some questions that remained and people wanted to know about his willingness to play in Chicago, any reticence that he might have, his uh, commitment to greatness. Uh, just overall, I think he humanized himself in a way that dispelled some of the unfair and inaccurate perceptions that were being formed about him and did what he needed to do. Friday presents another opportunity. Just that. It's yeah. just an opportunity to be – uh, the, who he is as authentic as possible. I look down at my list that I've compiled for questions that I'd like to ask Caleb Williams tomorrow. I've got 14 questions down here. If I get two in, I'll be proud of myself because this is going to be, if it were Chicago media only, it would be a scrum. The entire NFL world is here. Getting a spot near podium four on Friday morning is going to be like trying to get you know concert tickets that you have to sleep out overnight for. So it, it's going to be a wild scene. Um, and there, I, I feel like there's a lot to get after with Caleb Williams, and we're only going to be able to scratch the surface of that on Friday. I think in the in the article we mentioned or the interview that we mentioned with Pete Thamel of ESPN, it was a smart way to approach this with someone that has known Caleb since he was in high school and um, gives you an opportunity to put your best foot forward before you uh, go out and and meet with the media, but also meet with the teams down here. And um, it's my sense, and I had a good conversation this afternoon with someone in the league, that there's going to be a natural connection with Ryan Poles and Caleb Williams because their demeanors are very similar. They're, they are, um, you know, there's a little bit, I, I don't want to say, like Caleb has a little bit of introversion to him. I don't want to say that about Ryan, but but they're very, very low-key dudes with a lot of confidence, you know, and you could see where that that connection would form. Um, and then for the Bears, as we've talked about, you know, you just have to do the entirety of the homework process. You have to do all of the stops in the pre-draft process with Caleb. You have to get that gut feeling that he's the guy that you want to be the engine uh, of your franchise for the next decade. And then, 
you know, as I've talked about a little bit this week, you also have to make sure you don't cheat yourself and, and not do the homework on the other guys as well, because you want to give them their opportunity to have a say and you don't want to be blinded and, and, and going down one road only because you never know what can happen. And you better make sure that the entirety of your process is uh, is lined up. So we do our best to provide a lot of context and information, certainly the opinions here on Take the North. But I think that there's nothing like to me and I know to you still long form writing and what you're able to do in a in, in a uh, 2000 words or whatever, however long your story was in the Chicago Tribune. I would advise all Bears fans interested in Caleb Williams to check out ChicagoTribune.com. Caleb Confidential, I think you're calling it. And it's online as it was online Thursday morning, and people can go there. You have a list of 12 things that people can be looking for and how you can kind of broke it down because you have to break things down in these kind of increments. Yeah. I found most interesting – it was all interesting, but I, I, I got – I reread the, the part where the background checking on Caleb Williams is intensifying. And I wondered, one, where that may have begun in terms of their trip to L.A., Cliff Kingsbury, uh, maybe some coaches from the USC staff – as well as where it goes now and how invasive maybe it is into the Caleb Williams profile. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, where it began was probably with your scout, you know, your, your, your West Coast scout that's going to do a lot of the early work on that during the fall and prevent, present you with a pretty comprehensive report on things that he has learned from being near the program and, and, and gathering those things. And then, right, when the Bears go out in early January after making coaching changes and they're able to uh, be out West, as we've talked about doing a handful of interviews, it takes them uh, to Cliff King's who is a, a person that that can provide a lot of information. Uh, you know, I, I talked to someone from another team that had met with Cliff Kingsbury uh, t- during the, the, the early parts of January and, and just expressed how much information he has, you know, and, and how, how valuable that can be to, to setting the record straight on certain things, validating your concerns in other areas and just trying to figure out where it goes. Where I'm at right now at the end of the, the scouting combine before we talk to Caleb on Friday is that I think that the Bears are going to really really enjoy the wiring of Caleb Williams from the standpoint of he truly is determined to be great as a football player and that is kind of his central goal is he wants to be a legend and he wants to be someone that people are talking about long after he's done playing football and I I think it's a genuine goal and something that he backs up with work and and investment in trying to to get better where I think some teams are, are, are still waiting to get more answers. And most likely the bears are in this boat is all of the stuff that's going to come at Caleb Williams as the number one overall pick as the <laughs> star quarterback, potentially of the Chicago bears in a market like Chicago. Does he have the things around him to handle it? Well, you know, there's going to be off the field opportunity, marketing endorsements, you know, people pulling them in one direction, dragging them in another, another direction. Do you have the ability to understand how to balance your time, um, set up a routine that's productive and also understand how much 
damn work is required to play the position at this league at even a, a middle tier level. And so I think the Bears have to figure that out as well as I think the thick skin part of it, David, which I think is, is one that, that you're really going to grind on if you're Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus and company. Along those lines, and maybe there's no way to know this yet, but you do delve into the the dad question. Carl Williams has been pretty outspoken. We know he's going to be very involved. We're both dads. We get it. I mean, whether the kid's the you know, top quarterback in the NFL draft or a, you know, 11-year-old pitcher in a big Little League game, you, you want to be involved as your son. And I, I can respect that. But I also wonder where that, how that is going to go in terms of the vetting of Caleb Williams, the concerns about, you know, the helicopter parent syndrome and and what role Carl Williams actually will play in all the things you just said ab- about his time commitments, how many endorsements he does, how available he is, how he handles the public aspect of his job. Because as I've said a lot, you know this, when you draft quarterback number one overall, he becomes a de facto CEO of your football organization. He's going to need guidance at the age of 23. It's going to be his dad. Sometimes there's an agent. There will be no agent. How concerned should the yeah. Bears be about the dad's role? Well, it, it's two things. It's it's getting comfortable with who Carl Williams is, and it's trying to figure out what you just said. If you don't have an agent, who are your advisors? And what is their background? What is their experience? What gives them credibility in this world? The NFL world is a different place, you know, and the, the seas can get choppy really quick um, if you're not careful. And, and, and so I think teams are really trying to figure out, okay, so who is this team of advisors? Because if it's not a NFLPA certified agent, we need to know who it is that's going to be giving you advice and giving you direction and helping you get your NFL career started in the right way. The bears also have to take ownership in this. If they decide to draft Caleb Williams and help him with that plan, you know, that's part of this. I had written something back in uh, late December, early January about when you, when you, when you use a a draft pick, like the number one pick on a, a, a quarterback like this, you have to understand that everyone in your building has to work for him. You know, with him and for him to make sure that you can get the absolute best out of him because he is the person that is going to be the one who defines how successful your organization is. And so you have to make sure you set him up for success. You know, that's not just pairing him with a good coaching staff and a veteran quarterback in the room. It's 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 really, really knowing all the off field stuff that come with this role and with this with this stage. And, and making sure that he has the, the, the guardrails in to, to protect him. And right now, I think there's some some questions. There's I can tell you this. There's a lot of stories that get told at the Combine, and there are a lot of stories that have been told, you know, after the sun's gone down here where you say, okay, you know, th- th- these are legitimate things you have to dig into if you're the Chicago Bears. If I'm hearing them, the Chicago Bears are certainly hearing them, and, and they have to get their their arms wrapped around that with Caleb. And then, and then again, if they want to – have him as their quarterback they have to work with him to make sure they set him up for success do you get a sense they're loud enough to dissuade them from picking him number one no i don't and no i don't and 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 that's where i think it's it's really interesting and one of the things i had in the caleb williams confidential piece that i thought was notable toward the end is even the people that will will kind of raise the red flags and talk to you about like oh man man, i'm not sure about this ah i kind of wish this was better in the end say that You'll get in a room at some point and you'll circle back to the talent and you'll go, we'll figure it out. Because this <laughs> is, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, yeah. I, I think that's the prevailing emotion that's here in Indianapolis, that the Bears are, are are going to probably go into this with a little bit of concern, but also with the attitude of we'll figure it out. You know, and we're eager to figure it out because the talent is that good that you see him as Ryan Poles did in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes as a guy that changes everything for everyone. And so that, that's going to be the process here.